Ladies and gentlemen, the Conservative Daily Podcast is back on the air. And now your host, Joe Altman. Welcome back to the second hour of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. Max McGuire is off today. Um, he's got some things that he has to do, an emergency that came up with his dog. As those of you know that I often say that I wish people didn't live as long and our dogs live longer. <laughs> I don't know if that's something you're allowed to say, but I certainly say it. He said it to me. I said, Yeah, I did say it. Um, I, we got a couple of announcements we want to get out first, and then we have uh, Jake that's going to join us as uh, my guest host with me and we talk through some of the stuff that's happening across the country in the moratorium. We've got some stuff that we want to, we want to do. But this podcast is brought to you by um, uh, MyPillow. And again, I want to you know, give a shout out to Mike Lindell and the things that he's doing. You can save up to 66% with code CD21. Um, I support Mike Lindell. You should support Mike Lindell. He is an American patriot that has stood up in the, in the face of just mounting um, propaganda and weaponization of both the media and tech companies. So if you would like to you buy sheets and they have slippers and they've got, they've got a special on sheets right now, Queen and King, um, that's nearly 50% off by itself. And then that'll give you an additional uh, amount off. But um, he is just uh, someone who has been very unselfish and stood up for you and I and the rest of the country. So I want to also tell you about what's happening on the format for conservative daily uh, podcast. We will be moving the, uh, our two hours that we do from 12 to 2, we'll be moving those um, to bookend the days. So we will have a podcast that'll begin, we'll, we'll start this on the 1st of September, that will start at 9 a.m. the first hour, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, that's 11 a.m. Um, Eastern Time. And then the second hour will be at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, which is 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So that will start on September 1st. We're going to split what we're doing to give uh, more of an opportunity to uh, gather more information, see what's going on during the day. Now, with that said, we have another uh, couple of podcasts that will launch, uh, one of which we, we will call um, Shytholestine News. Um, I, I, I don't think I can say it on here, but uh, Shytholestine. Shytholistan, sorry, Shytholistan. Just, just say it, just say it. Shytholistan. We're basically going to bring you all of the news across the nation in Democrat-controlled environments that are basically eroding the trust of citizens across the country. So things like Los Angeles, um, San Diego, Chicago, Detroit. Detroit is actually coming around, by the way. And Detroit started as this really bastion of, of liberalism, but more people are, are finding their way to the conservative side of things and saying, I don't want this in my city. Um, you have New York City, you have places like uh, Washington, D.C., uh, Montgomery, or excuse me, what was it, Prince George's County, Maryland, which, by the way, has become one of the murder capitals, Baltimore, Maryland. I could go down the line of all the crime-ridden parts of our society that are eroding in mass, mass amounts. San Francisco, I, we may even show you news uh, uh, happening in, in parts of conservative holds like Texas, uh, Austin, Texas has become one of the, it's unbelievable what's happening in Austin. You would think that they would have the blueprint of what not to do, but they're bringing some of that same stuff from California and other areas to there. Uh, Denver, Colorado, 
so you'll hear some news about around the country about things that are happening in these liberal controlled environments. We'll try to find some good news too, but we really just want you to know the American people, what really you're up against, the evil that you're up against. And we'll, we'll bring some nice little clips in from Antifa in these areas and BLM and some of these uh, communist socialists that want to destroy your country. Yeah. So Sassy Texan says Texans don't claim Austin. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't claim them at all. Um, so again, we're going to move first hour is going to be from 9am to um, uh, mountain time, um, which is 10 o'clock central time, 11 o'clock eastern time. And then the second hour will be at 5pm uh, mountain standard time, which is 7pm eastern standard time as well. So uh, with that said, we have a special guest, or actually, it's a guest host, we're going to bring Jake in. Let's go ahead and bring Jake in. Hello, Jake. Can't hear you. You are muted. And you're. Yo, nope. Can't hear him. Still can't hear him. Can't hear you. All right. Well, let's figure out why we can't hear him and we'll just go to me. So uh, there's some stuff that keeps coming up. Uh, we're going to go through and talk about some of the things that are happening. We're good now. Okay. Bring it back on. Is he not on? You are, producer. So we're in different places. For those of you that don't know, I am in. Uh, don't say where you're at. I'm in hiding. I'm in one place. He's in another. Right? I'm in one place and he is. I think he's at the studio. Um, he's in Colorado. I am not. Um, but this will give you an idea that I and I'll give you an update at the end of this about what's happening in the case. Uh, and watch it. We're good with him. All right. Let's bring him on. All right, Jake, you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Fantastic. I came to bring you some good news, Joe, some very positive news that the entire U.S. economy, in my opinion, is on the cusp of failing. But sorry to interrupt. Is, is that your good news? Can I, can I have the bad news then? Can I have the bad news? I'm optimistically a pessimist, Joe. You know this. Come on. You are an optimistic pessimist. Hey, so you must actually be in my office. Are you in my office? Because I see that computer <laughs> sitting up there. Uh, I am. I am in your office. Right. That's not the most. That's not the so, most appealing part of my office. That that actually makes my office look really bad. I think you should switch to a different part of the office or turn around or something. Like your desk. I mean, uh, if someone shoots through the window, you know. <laughs> Let's you hope nobody Twitter? shoots through the window. I mean, that's kind of a really pessimistic way to look to... at things. Hey, just so you know, if somebody were to shoot through the window. That we would be able to see it on camera as it was happening, so we would be able to cover whoever that is that would shoot through the Imagine window. Imagine the viewership. The views would be incredible. <laughs> plenty of people that would love to see that. Um, so where would you like me to sit, Joe? I mean, I could just, you know. No, you, I was just kidding with you. You could sit anywhere. I think We're everyone's good? fine oh, okay. with it. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hard time. Maybe get so, a better office. Yeah, so, so maybe get a better I have a really nice office. I just don't get to see it very often <laughs> um, as I have now in exile. I've been uh, sleeping there. You've been sleeping in my office. This is getting worse. This is why you don't want to show the other part of my office that, because you've been sleeping in my office. That, that would explain the smell now. Oh, my gosh. And now you're – yeah, so uh, – okay. All right. Jake, I know that you are a pessimist, and I know that you're talking about the fact that our economies are going to collapse. There's something that happened that um, – Maybe we should start with the vaccination records and what's happening as far as breaking all the laws, HIPAA laws across the country. And that is, uh, let's, let's go to, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some even worse dooming news 
um, having to do with the vaccination and the illegal activities across this nation. Let's go to image two. Go to image two. No, we're not gonna go to image two. This is why, all right, this is image two. So this is the Illinois has now had a COVID-19 vaccine verification system. Um, did you hear about this, Jake? Yeah, they're, they're, they're partnering with Experian, which for anyone that doesn't know, Experian is the go-to uh, reporting agency for personal credit scores. Yeah. And all things that determine whether or not you're capable of participating in our current financial system. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll leave it to you to determine what kind of risks may, you know, emerge from this. But, you know, it, it just seems to be, you know, a little Orwellian that, now, rather than having your medical records private, they will be tied to your social security number and therefore your credit score. So, all right, guys, you know, hit it, the share button. This is going to be a really interesting deal. Hit the share button to share, 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 share. We're going to talk about what's going on in the economy for the next hour. And Jake's going to bring some stuff that's going to be like an aha moment. This being the biggest that we were talking about credit scores. We talked about the scores that, that you have. They're being tied to your social standing and whether or not you're you're supporting this this regime change in the United States. And uh, so hit the share button. Okay, go ahead, Jake. Sorry, you were speaking. So, you know, the, the idea that y your credit score is tied to vaccination status, I think it opens up a huge risk in, in, in what, you know, if, if you look at what happened in China with the communist regime of the social credit score, this is no different than that. It's just being sold under the guise of fear. And now... To advance an agenda, you must have fear. They did it in the 1940s. They did it in Nazi Germany. They did, they're doing it now. So you can't push across the line, the finish line, these absurd mandates and policies that are, are going to change the structure of this country entirely in, in, in warp speed uh, without invoking fear. And that, that's what they're currently doing. So I, to me, it's mind-blowing that anyone is still hiding behind this narrative or falling for this narrative that this is about a virus or that this is about your mental or, 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 or physical well-being, your health. This is about your health. Trust so, us. So, Jake, so this, this has a lot more to do with the fact that they, they are pushing through an agenda that makes conspiracy theorists look like um, they're providentially tied to God's right side. What do they say? Uh, 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 conspiracy theory, the difference between conspiracy theory and the truth is about six months. Yeah, about six months. It used yeah. to be about so 60 we're, years. We're now it's about six months, right? So you can get yeah. to the truth after 60 yeah. years later. Aliens now exist. Nobody even freaked out about that. And now we're dealing with some of the massive amounts of things that are happening in our society tied to this, this corrupt and just to the core group of people who are just godless and evil, evil people. Yeah, and it's really just, you know, the foot in the door for a, a web of a web of trickery coming down the, the, the financial pipeline. You know, this is just, this is the beginning part. You know, this is going to, you know, I don't know if you want to explain more on this or get more, but if you're looking at, you know, employees that are terminated for not taking the vaccine, man, you know, mandated vaccine, they're not even going to be eligible for uh, unemployment uh, that they've paid into. So, you know, if you've paid taxes into unemployment insurance for the past 30 years and you don't comply, right. then you're not going to have the option to collect that money. So it's, it's, it's all just, you know, you go bald by losing a hair at a time, you don't go bald all at once. And that is the same 
you know, plan of action that they're implementing now. It's you're, you're just chipping away slowly and slowly and slowly, and then, you know, five years from now, you're going to, you know, you're, you're, you're inter we're going to look, we're going to be a clone of communist China. You're going to look, you'll qualify for property ownership depending on your vaccination status and your Google search history. And, and guys, and we're running, and, and, like, Jake, we're running away from the one thing, and that is Wuhan virus came from, the China virus came from China, so they pushed out this weapon against all of us, and we don't hold them accountable. They steal an election. They steal it. Steal it. They flat steal it. Flat steal it. And here we are having a conversation right now about the fact that now they want to implement social scoring. Right now, they want to implement social scoring and take away your ability to be free in your nation. The Constitution means nothing anymore. They're just throwing it out the window, right? So what's interesting about that with the vaccine, Jake, is go to Image 3, the, the article, if you would, about Washington workers who refuse the vaccine mandate unlikely to get unemployment. So let's scroll up a little bit. And I'll tell you a little about this. So this is the Washington Examiner. And this is employees in Washington state who refuse to comply with workplace COVID-19 vaccination mandates will most likely not qualify to receive unemployment benefits. The vast majority of people will not be eligible for unemployment compensation, Governor Jay Inslee said during a news conference. So people, well, you, you went too far. So people will be without a paycheck the day they, that they are discharged. Okay, stop for a minute. So your social score happens if you don't take the vaccine. There are people dying. There are, there are many, many people that are dying right now of taking the vaccine. The virus is off the charts as far as these vaccines. The people inside of the uh, FDA were laughing about what would happen if 10 years from now people came back and said it caused all of these problems. And now they're saying if you don't inject this poison into your body, which would likely could kill you, maybe it, well, maybe it doesn't, maybe, maybe it doesn't kill you, that's an mRNA where the, the founder, the person that created the mRNA vaccine that created it is saying, do not put this in anybody's body. Now is saying you don't get unemployment benefits. You become homeless if you do not take the vaccine. What do you feel about that? Right. And, How do you feel about that? Well, the, the inverse of that is then once you're fired and you cannot claim unemployment, you won't be able to get rehired because now I, I was at a restaurant out here in Colorado and some girl next to us at the bar was going off on a tirade. And we were listening to it, and she was talking about she had a job interview that day. And as she's going into the interview, she's hit with the first you know, preliminary questions, and then they say, are you vaccinated? And she said, no, and I don't plan on it. And they said, the interview ends here. So it's a, a, an overnight push to create, I mean, now that this, this vaccine has been approved by the FDA, of which you know, cigarettes and Vicodin and Percocet and all these other things have been approved by these trustworthy entities, um, you know, you're going to end up overnight with a secondary class of citizens, you know, that are incapable of owning property, incapable of, of, of and essentially, I mean, they're going to be pushed to a modern version of a ghetto, you know, airlines that only deal with the unvaccinated, hotels that only deal with the unvaccinated, and it's... Or an underground like they did, what, where cards were being forged in places like uh, Nazi Germany to give people the ability to pass through things. You know, the, the whole forging and criminal enterprise of providing, you know, fake documentation to people that have not been vaccinated or getting booster shots or things like that, that's going to become a reality unless we stand up. 
Right, but then what are the consequences? You know, going back to the first hour where you're talking about Enrique getting jailed for five months for doing this, a fraction of what Antifa does and gets away with it every day, you know, what example will they use to set that that is not a viable option? You know, they're going to, for lack of better words, they're going to lynch the first, you know, few people they find to set an example, as they've done with everyone on our side of the fence, and then what? You know, then... Uh, <laughs> It's 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 wild that the same people that are screaming Nazis are, are not looking back at history. But well, they're not looking back at history, and they're creating a false flag so that nobody looks at the reality of what's happening. Let's go to let's go to post number four. Eviction moratorium makes it easier for tenants not to pay. We're going to build on this for a little bit. Number four. So the Biden administration details new steps to prevent evictions as moratorium faces the Supreme Court. So uh, this is kind of like uh, like a ninja loan um, in that, you know, the whole idea of Biden coming into office was that he would run a recovery. We'd build back better. We'd get, you know, we're, America is back. And now the, the very thing that was creating the biggest, you know, stalemate to economic recovery and growth being the eviction moratorium, people not paying rent, spending the money on new cars, uh, it, it's leading to... The, the, the revamping of the eviction moratorium has pretty much pushed it so that, that it's a, a hearsay. If you want to file with your state and say, yeah, you know, I'm out of work, but, you know, you're collecting unemployment, you're getting paid under the table, they've actually loosened the standards, which, you know, in historical parallels. Jake, I don't know what... what uh you're on, but you're, you're breaking up really quick. So what he's trying to say is that they've loosened the ability for people to, are you back? Are you back now? Hi, can you hear me? Yeah. So get better okay. internet so access. I mean, I know we only have like two gigs there in the office. It shouldn't be that difficult. Yeah. So it's, it's the same parallel of, of what happened in 2008, where a market collapsed because lending standards were just thrown out the window. Right. And now they've, they've just reversed engineered it and in my opinion they're going i mean i you know i went to school for this uh, credit collapses market collapses credit crises and what they is tenfold of what we we faced in 2008 in that you know if you're looking at that article or the next the next article for that uh, image four is private like you know small time investors someone that yes yeah, so this is image five let's bring up image five article five and let's just scroll up a little bit on this, if we would. And this so, says that landlords are frustrated. Oh, let me go down a little bit. Uh, frustrated with eviction moratoriums sell to wealthy investors to stem losses. So what they're doing is, is they're literally trying to destroy middle America and give, again, more power, more money to the political elite. Right. And now who are the owners and influencers of these private equity funds? Now we're talking about the Soros's of the world, the Bill Gates of the world, the Bezos foreign, of the world. Foreign money, foreign, foreign globalist money. money. Wow. So they're forcing. So, so the the entity that is squatting in the White House now is is setting the playing field so that the average everyday low class, uh, low income, middle income American gets pushed out of the game. And their, their boys on the sidelines with all the money are scooping it up 
And if you're looking at, you know, the, the historical context of like a, a feudal serf, you know, manor system, yeah. is that the idea of this is just another component of all of the idea of people not being able to own or partake in anything is that in time they will have concentrated the private asset classes into the hands of a very, very powerful, very select few uh, people that are in bed with all of these. So This is probably one of the most informative shows we've done. Um, and I, and I, uh, you know, because I think people need to understand that, that there's a, there's a, there's a process, there's a set of steps that they're taking in order to strip you of your ability to have a voice in the future. And we're, we're at the final step. We're at like step seven. We're past the, the halfway point, step seven. We've got a couple steps left and standing up is going to be the only option, kicking these people out and throwing out these, these leftist radicals completely out is going to be the only recourse we have. And we don't, we shouldn't care about what the media says. We shouldn't care what tech says because they're liars, because they're liars. So let's go to image, uh, let's go to image six, funds buying up houses. Remember, they're selling out, and now you got these BlackRock. So you have BlackRock Capital. So BlackRock um, just dumped like $6 billion in the like last quarter on, on single-family homes, and I see it just when I'm in North Carolina. I've been looking for a place to buy in North Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, we've... we've we, we've hit the peak of the curve, and now it's going down. And, and that, that's what's starting to concern me, is that there was a driving up of prices, people selling out. And now, like when I was, when I was looking at a place in North Carolina in October, there are 120 listings on the market, and now there's 550 in that same perimeter. Right. So people are getting spooked, you know, whether it's the person that is, their job is compromised, their job outlook is compromised. They're deciding to, you know, liquidate and sell. And so, you know, basic principles of supply and demand is there's a huge flood of new inventory coming onto the market. These prices cannot hold. People that bought, I mean, during the pandemic and paid 25 to 40% more than what they should have are going to end up underwater. And then we're back in 2008 all over again, but it's, it's much more widespread. So... So you have, and I guess the reason why we're building on this and talking about these in unison is so people can see the systematic approach that they have. So the, the funds put up six again, put up uh, website six again, excuse me, web. Uh, and by the way, I'll put all of these links in there so you can read these um, after in the comments. But image six, where the funds are buying up houses. I'm going to read this to you, if we would, image six. We're going to it. We're almost there. Okay. We got it. Okay. Investment firms aren't buying all the houses, but they're buying the most important ones. I'm going to go halfway down this, and this is in Slate. And we'll stop here. Stop here. The median price of an American house has increased by 28% over the last two years as pandemic-driven demand and long-term demographic changes send buyers into crazed bidding wars. Might the fact that corporate investors snapped up 15% of U.S. homes – let me say it again – the fact that corporate investors snapped up 15% of U.S. homes for sale in the first quarter of this year have something to do with it. The Wall Street Journal reported that April that an investment firm won a bid war to purchase an entire neighborhood worth of single-family homes in Conroe, Texas, part of a cycle of stories drumming up panic over Wall Street's increased stake in residential real estate. The, the, the reason why this is important is because 
one, what they're doing, and two, where they're doing it. They're doing it in areas where they can buy up entire homes and they can create these ghettos. They, they can create an environment where they can force people into slave labor or slave camps where you don't have any choice but to live there. And I believe that the reason why they're buying up some of these homes in that environment under $500,000, mostly in middle America, is because they want to you know, finish, let's finish this ability to say social credit score, we're buying up the houses, we're making it so you can't own your own home. And oh, by the way, if you don't need a vaccine, you can't have a job, which means you have to be poor, which means you have to buy from us, which means we get to actually then enslave you further in that environment. And we're on our way to taking away your guns. So you'll have nothing left by the time we get done with you. Yeah. And then I, I, I'd even go as far to say that this worked their uh, strategy in that 08 happened, they forced an entire generation out of suburbia, the, you know, the, the millennial generation goes to the city seeking opportunity. All of this capital follows. I was, you know, directly involved in a lot of some of the biggest uh, development projects in Brooklyn and, and, and property, you know, working with property managers, uh, kings in the industry that are now getting hammered, if not completely forced out. And so there's this like, I don't even know what you describe it, but it, it, it's too strategic to say it's coincidental and that everyone gets flushed out in 08. They run the capital to the cities. They force everyone out of the cities. So now the cities are going to collapse. So they collapse suburbia. They collapse the cities. And now yeah. they're buying up suburbia as everyone flees these cities like Portland, like New York, like Philly, like D.C. Yeah. that have turned into war zones because of these communist shock troops. And so they're just playing whack-a-mole, taking away all different degrees of opportunity. I mean, the cities, as a result of 08 and the, and the migration of, of millennial class into the city for you know roommates and college and better opportunity, it was it was actually great because it was returning so much value back to these cities that were you know up and coming. And all of a sudden, matter of you know a year, they've thrown it all out and. It's 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 whack-a-mole in that the small-time, you know, the low-income, middle-income person that's trying to get ahead is is forced to dart back and forth, and they don't stand a chance in all of this. Right. So, you know, there are builders I know in New York, like the New York building scene was hyper-leveraged, and we're going to reach a point, you know, going with the death by a thousand cuts, uh, you know, strategy, we're going to get to a point where the trillions of dollars in capital in commercial development in these cities that were not required to fall under the, the, the reform of Dodd-Frank, Dodd-Frank only applied to residential lending, so one to two families. So all right. of this money that was lent out was securitized via the CMBS market, which is surprisingly at an all-time high. So people are taking out you know, they're, they're, they're taking out liquidity on commercial real estate. Commercial real estate is getting battered. So, again, none of it adds up. But ultimately, the goal is they crash suburbia in 08. They're buying up suburbia now as people leave the urban areas. And now on the commercial end of things, they're going to crash commercial. So when the current administration goes to bail out these banks, stewardship of the defaulted assets never leave the hands of the government. It becomes a GSE, and there's no way in hell that these entities will be able to restabilize. So the government will be privileged to oversee stewardship of these assets. So technically, they own them, even though it's the taxpayer that bails them out. 
the, the stewardship of, of this massive asset class of apartment buildings and hotels, right. I'll ask you this question, Joe. What yeah. is the ultimate goal of the government having stewardship of hundreds of thousands of vacant apartments that were built at the expense of the private sector? What are they uh, doing? I, well, I think they, they create, a, a, again, encampments. They can actually create encampments where they can... I mean, this is the whole idea is to turn us into a communist society. They're not hiding it anymore. They they have the you know the PSL, and they have the media, which is doing the biddings of the the radical left. You have Soros and Hillary Clinton killing people indiscriminately in the streets, making people disappear. Right, Seth Rich. We don't know where where, where that who that it goes back to. But we know the FBI hid that information. We have the laptop for Biden, uh, for Hunter Biden, that has gross amounts of. Uh, child I- exploitation at the least. Um, if not, that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg. Um, y- you have massive amounts of information on Eric Coomer, who publicly humiliated his wife by writing stuff. But I, but I, but I talking about his, uh, you know, his, the fact that he stole an election and was a part of that, that, that becomes the thing that is defaming. Uh, you just have all of this stuff happening all at the same time, and it, it leads you down a path to believe that you know, we're, we're headed towards a deconstruction of the American dream of the opportunities right. in this nation. It, it's, it's kind of like the idea of Ready Player One. I'm not yeah. sure if you've seen that movie. But everyone has been forced into misery and no purpose because of some catastrophic event, I'd like to say the past year and a half. Yeah. And then everyone gets funneled into a specific category of, we tell you what to consume, we tell you what to do, and we tell you how to live, and you've got to comply with it because you have no other option. Right. And any time you need something, you have to crawl to us on your hands and knees. So, you know, I think one of the last slides we have, Josh, is image nine. Uh, you know, again, too, too uh, strategic to be coincidental. But this is unbelievable. Josh, could you, could, you put up, could you put up the new slide, uh, image nine? Yeah. So Amazon, uh, the statistics of new vendors on Amazon's platform is 75% of new vendors added in the past year are from China. They're Chinese-based. You know, Chinese so, you know, in, in, in some massive, you know, macro picture conspiracy theory that I'd like to, you know, de- deliver is that China came to the current entity squatting in the White House and said, we want this. You will give us this. For whatever reasons, those entities are compromised. You know, you mentioned the laptop, the business dealings overseas. So they're walking the dog on a leash. They're walking the senile old dog on a leash. And they're saying, this is what you're going to do. You know, virtue signaling and politics aside, it's all about putting the other guy out of business. And that's what's taking place. And so I, I read another article that Amazon is about to open up after they spent the last year and a half crushing every private business, every mall, every storefront, every strip mall, crushing them. Amazon is now getting into the department store business. So they're launching their first one in California and Ohio. So if you don't see or if you can't put aside your, you know, personal biases to see the bigger picture here, the future, the very near future is going to be no one owning anything. No one, no one, you know, everyone playing by the rules of what the system tells them to do. A and slave. the only business, the, you know, exactly. And so you're either slave. you're going to be spending, you're going to be spending your money 
at an Amazon department store, which is, as the article says, 75% of the new accounts on, on the platform are from China, and 49% of all in total are from China. Walmart, who I don't agree with and I refuse to shop at, Target I don't re- agree with and refuse to shop at, they should be very scared because their yeah. their competitor is going to usurp them. And the, the, the environment of commerce in the United States is going to be, you're hiding in your government-appointed apartment or the house you rent from BlackRock, and you're ordering from Amazon Prime or you're drugged up pushing around a shopping cart in a department store in Amazon's new uh, web of stores, which we all know there's plenty of commercial real estate available now for them to just yeah. set up shop. And guess what? They're going to get it for pennies on the dollar because in conjunction with the Chinese and the current administration, they destroyed everything for the past 18 months. So if people aren't furious, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't know what you can show them to make them. Uh, well, but on. I think, but I think that there's a there's a natural fear of loss of what you already have, like trying to hold on to those things, and uh, a loss of life, right? So if I stand up and I do these things, am I going to be, you know, they're going to fill the prisons with us? And uh, I would say that I'd rather I would rather lose my life in truth than ever live a life in a lie. And uh, you know, I think that courage is more infectious than fear. But we've got to get to the place where we're willing to stand up and have conversations about this stuff, and just look at the re- the reality of where we where we sit as a as a country. We're we're in some we're in we're in a lot of trouble right now. There's a lot of things that if we don't solve very quickly, and I say months, not years, we're months away. And I think that we have to organize across every organization out there. And we already know that the FBI and the CIA, these sociopathic shitbags. Oh my gosh, I said it. Uh, Josh, take the time. Back. 154. Thanks. These sociopaths that, that they're already, they've infiltrated every part. We just have to ignore them. We have to set the deal. And they're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to do this. Let's, let's combat it. You can't combat it because we'll have tens of millions of people across the United States that basically walk in and evict people. They just walk in with 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 people, and we go across the nation all on one day, and we evict people. We tell them, you're no longer a judge. You're no longer a legislator. You're no longer, we're done with you. We've had enough. And you don't get to take our taxes money anymore. But we just stand up all at once and we say, we've had enough, right? So the truckies are doing it over in Australia. You have people that are happening in France right now. I believe that the unlikely, there's an unlikely alliance happening right now. I believe more than ever, the people that are in the, the organized crime, the mafia of this country, you can say whatever you want about the mafia. You can say whatever you want. You can say the mafia or they're, oh my gosh, these are gangsters. There's a code with gangsters. There's a code. Yes. They, they stand up. They stand together. There's a brotherhood. There's a thing that I often say to people, and that is, hey, brother, how you doing? And somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, and I think I said this on here, that said, Joe, why do you call everyone brother? And I was like, well, do you have a brother or sister? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, what would you do for your sibling? And they said, anything. I said, and that's why I call you brother, is because I would do anything for this country. I would do anything for my fellow American, including not showing up for a deposition because they want me to give up the Antifa journalist. Not showing up for the Antifa, that deal, and and standing against a very tyrannical deal, knowing that it puts my life in jeopardy, knowing that it puts me in jeopardy, but giving up somebody else that I have definitely called brother 
I can't do it. I would never feed anyone to the wolves. I'd rather be eaten myself than ever cause the pain and anger and anguish to somebody else's family, especially someone that, yeah, so infantry guy said, don't be a rat. You're damn right. And that, so when I talk about the mafia, I do believe that there is a place in our country where we can save our country from all the things that we're doing right now by having those unlikely alliances with groups that you would say are criminal enterprises. And I would tell you the only criminal enterprise that I see, the only criminal enterprise that I see is our government. That's a criminal enterprise. They are corrupt, complicit in the behavior of Antifa and these radical, radical leftists. And if we don't stand up against them, there's not going to be much to stand up against in the future. So I, I look forward to that alliance. And I've had conversations with people that I've just said, listen, I, they go, oh, that's, that's a crime family. And I'm like, what is? And they're like, well, you know, those people you're talking to. And I'm like, no, they're not. No, they're not. Oh, yeah, they're, they're, the, they're part of that Italian deal. These are part of the Polish deal. This is part, and I'm thinking to myself, no, the problem is, is that they just want to survive. They want to be able to feed their families, take care of their neighborhoods. That's how the mob started. That's how the mafia started. And what's happened is the government has stepped in and become the bullies and used, you know, criminal brown shirts in order to hurt us as Americans. Right, and if you look at historical context, you know, government passed prohibition and gave rise to Al Capone so much so that the consequences of their oversight and, and mandates actually reverse the initial mandate. So, you know, involvement, you know, not encouraging the mafia, but it is more of a states versus federalist mentality in that yeah. smaller government is better than a bigger uh, leviathan. So, Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're in a very, very precarious times. And, you know, the, the, the Bible says it best. I mean, I believe that there's a revelation that we're getting to, a part of revelations that's coming true right now. Now, whether it's man-made that they're pushing it to become true in an effort to take over and enslave the American people, um, I, you, you can't deny the ultimate goal is to shrink our societies, to shrink our, you know, the number of people in the world. And they, they, they've been... You know, there's some other things that came up that, that I've been sending information on that they are draining reservoirs and saying that we're in a, in certain areas and saying that they're in a drought. Look, this is what happens with, you know, why we need the Green New Deal. And they're doing it in a way, they're, they're cutting back on food. They're having uh, ranchers slaughter their, their, ca their cattle. And people are going along with it, all in an effort to put us into a place where there's scarcity in our society so that they can take over and weaken who we are as a nation. I mean, it's, it's, this is the ultimate evil. We are up against the ultimate evil right now. And at some point, we're going to have to step up in the gap and say, no, nah, we've had enough. We've had enough. Yeah. Going, going back to scarcity, my, my lawyer who, who had uh, escaped the USSR and come here in his teenage years, he yeah. told me there was a point in which you'd go into a grocery store in Russia and all that was left on the shelves was vinegar and ketchup. And so I, I've seen it. You've probably seen it. You know, I was going up and down the East Coast, and gas stations were out of milk and toilet paper. And we were, we were at a, a teriyaki place just downtown, and they're out of all Pepsi products. I mean, you're talking about the most basic of goods, sugar and food coloring, and they can't get that. So what else next is to come? So I, I would encourage people to shop small, shop local, get away from anything that's publicly traded. Uh, yeah. Do not do business with anything that's publicly traded, because at the end of the day, much of the U.S. Uh, equity markets uh, are are foreign or foreign owned at this point. So, if you want to fight back, kick them where it hurts, kick them in the wallet, 
and support the people small, support them local. Yeah, and, and the, the other side is stand up and stop supporting things like and listening to the media. The media is trash. You have a better chance of getting, not a better chance, we will only speak truth on this show. We won't lie to you. We won't lie to you about anything. We're talking to you about a financial collapse that is going to be pretty evident. We're going to spend a little bit of time and talk to you about stocks that you can invest in, by the way. It's free advice. It's worth what you pay for it. But I'm going to give you some, some stocks that I'm invested in that I think that you should invest in. What? Careful, Joe. What? Careful. Don't directly recommend these things if you're not fully licensed. You, I'm telling you. You can't recommend a stock? No. Those people are licensed. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not asking them to invest. No. I'm just saying, just go, all right. I need to go talk to you, my lawyer before no I do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to tell you a company you should check into. Can I do that? You could tell people what you're invested in. Don't say you should do this, though. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what I'm invested in. I think I can do that, right? Can I get away with that? Can do I you tell want to? Do you really want to? Yeah, I'll tell Are people what sure? I'm invested in. Yeah. Yeah, I can. I mean, this is. <sighs> I'm sitting here looking at all these screens around me. So I'm all set up so I can. But uh, all right. So, guys, do you guys want to hear it? Tell me if you do want to hear it, that what I'm invested in. Yeah, I, I think that. Oh, somebody just said that what really should happen is Jake should invest in a mic. <laughs> See, Josh, this is. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I was talking about. But uh, all right. I'm not going to. Yeah. All right. Don't recommend. Just tell us what you own. Okay. I own a company called Maxer that I keep telling you guys about. Uh, I love that company. So check it out. M-A-X-R. I own it. I own the stock. I would never just tell you to go. I've already invested in it, so I'm not gaining anything by telling you this, but I would tell you that it's a, it's a great company. It's a great company. I've, I've talked about that company many times before. I, I am a shareholder of that, and I love that company. I love what they've been able to do over the last 60 years. They're a great company. That's M-A-X-R. I can do that. I didn't tell people to go buy it. I just said I'm invested in it. That's it. Okay. All right. I, I wanted to tell you guys more, but I can't. I'm being told no. All right. So that, that's all we got. Jake, last final words. You guys screw up all my stuff, right? You, just, you screwed up my ability to talk about things I wanted to talk about. You, you sound like Max a little bit there. Look, look everyone, everyone wants to sue you right now, so we don't need more people trying to sue you. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, listen, um, I, I'm, go ahead. Sorry. What else you got? What's your final comments? Last words? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 I went to school for... I wanted to be an investment banker, and then that whole legal debacle with Antifa screwed me up. So I'd like to be able to bring to the table uh, almost kind of uh, an anti-banking mentality of, of where the crime is taking place, and it all gets back to following the money. And your, the, I'm speaking to the American people on this, that your well-being gets back to a dollar sign. That's yeah. it. You don't, they, they don't, don't care about your health. No. They don't care about anything outside of how much ROI they get on your suffering and oppression. So fight back in that sense. You know, at this point, I can't say fight back by voting because I can't imagine that's going to work well. Um, hit them where it hurts. Hit them in the wallet. Yeah, well, I, I, will, I will tell you that 
hitting him in the wallet takes a lot of courage. And um, not only does it take a lot of courage, but it, it, it takes it, it takes a discipline. It takes the ability to recognize that you're going to have to be a little bit uncomfortable and to change some of your habits. Now, for those of you that have spent time in the Middle East and Africa and certain parts of, of uh, European nations or even some Asian nations, you know how easy it is to not have access to those, those things that you think that you need. Um, cutting back on those things. And, and I'm going to go one step further and tell everyone here to shop local. Make sure you go, go to the, the farmer and buy your stuff from the farmer. Um, but also stock up. Stock up. Stock up on grains. Stock up on rice. Go get some, some basic necessities. Um, put yourself in a position where you're not beholden to anything that could happen based on what we're seeing happen right now. I'm telling you right now to stock up on things that last a long time. To stock up on things that last a long time. Because something is happening in our nation, we can see it. Now, if it's the second coming and it's Jesus coming down himself, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm so ready. I think we all are. But in the, in the event that it's not that, in the event that it's not what we're talking about right now, then I, I just want you to know that God, we know how it ends. God wins. But we have to stand in the gap. We have to stand up together. So over the next three, four weeks, we're going to be launching an initiative. We're talking to people about what I call the great eviction. It doesn't need to be violent. But we want them to know that there are a massive number of people across the nation that are willing to stand up, stand up together, and just walk these people out the front door and say, no, no, you, you don't get to take our money anymore. It's time that we stop giving them and feeding them. It's, it's time that we start standing up and saying, you don't represent us. It's time that we tell them that, listen, if you want to, and I'm okay with them splitting the country. I'm okay with them splitting the country. If you're on the left side, you guys, all your radicals want to be on the left. You want a communist nation, you're welcome. On the right side, hey, we're going to be Christian conservatives. We're going to stand up for our faith. And if, it, if that's what it comes, and we have the great migration that goes like this, and we meet each other in the middle, and you have one part of the family over there and one part of the family over there, I'm okay with that. Because at the end of the day, I believe the left will eat their own. And at that point, that, it'll collapse. And you know what? You know, we, we have technology. We have to build alternate places, alternate paths of technology, support frank speech, support um, True News, right, which is the, the Christian news station, so support uh, right-side broadcasting, support OAN, support those people that support you. Turn the rest of it off. Watch Tucker Carlson, but the, the rest of of Fox, they've already proven that they ride the fence of constitutional integrity. They don't stand up for you. So start supporting people that support you. Start supporting people and doing things that, that align with what you want as a nation. All right. If you like what you're hearing, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on all of the major channels. We are uh, moving up to the, in the top of that, it looks like they pulled the um, part where they're, they're suppressing and or um, shadow banning us in those areas. They're still shadow banning us on Facebook. You can share us in other areas. You can find us on our website. You can even watch this show afterwards and share it afterwards in different environments like Telegram. Uh, but we're on all those things. Leave us a review if you would. That does help us on the rankings. I think we're like number 16 or number 19 um, right now across the country for political podcasts. We'd like to get to number one at some point. But uh, we, we'll be launching some new things. We have a new um, format, the one in the morning and one at night that starts on September 1. Guys, listen, if I say anything to you, courage is more infectious than fear. I have an enormous amount of hope. We have things coming out of Maricopa County, a lot of things. We are winning. You just have to make sure that you're willing to stand up and get others to stand up next to you. Until tomorrow, this is Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman, joined by Jake Freyhoff with a really bad mic. 
Um, God bless you, and uh, God bless our country. Now let's get out there and save it.